You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, OJ, Juice, man, This is strictly for them true fans, dog fans. Number one, of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Welcome back to the Fish Tank presented by iHeartRadio right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Seth Levitt with my main man, OJ McDuffie and Juice. We are back in the Wingfield living room. A new season is about to start. Yeah. But we're kind of going back to an old friend. Not old because he's an old guy, <laughs> but a long time well, friend. Well, well, Big Seth. You know how I feel about this, man. I do. Back on the offensive side of the ball. And not only that, yeah, in we're my in your position, room. Right in, right in my room, my, yeah. my meeting room right here. Right and not here. only that, but hometown. Well, we'll get on to that. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit about that, of course, man. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Welcome, man. Well, Chris Chambers dies into the tank for the first time since 2019. Have things changed a little bit here? What do you think? Yeah, a little bit. A little, <laughs> a little nicer, a little bit more comfortable. It's a lot cooler. You know, that's, those are big factors. But I absolutely love it, man. I'm, I'm glad I was a part of the growth. That's the main thing. And see where you guys have been able to take it to. It's been outstanding, man. So just keep up the great work for sure. Well, with great guests, yeah, and we can deliver yeah. great work. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. Juice, I don't know if you guys remember. So we sat in my office around the little card table mm-hmm. when we did the first one. And I backed the chair up and turned off the power strip and cut the whole interview. <laughs> yeah. I was listening back amateur to it. Amateur hours so for us. It right was there. complete amateur hour. Yeah. Things are a little bit better now. We yes, got the whole is. crew with the yes, Dolphins yes, content yes. team that are going to make us look and sound a little bit better than we did before. Sweet. It's, it comes out real nice. So, all right, so Chris, you know, as a former wideout myself, as, you know, I'm a Dolphin too, man. This is a great time to be alive, man. Think about it, man. I mean, the receiver position with the current Miami Dolphin crew, I mean, you got speed, you got explosive guys, you got some guys that are electric and just fun to watch, man. So, you know, I've talked to Duper and Clayton, you know, even Nat Moore, and we're all just super excited about what's going on with our position. Do you feel the same way about the position? I do. I do. Uh, it's great watching those guys. Uh, last year, I got a chance to come watch them live for practice. They had a big alumni day, alumni barbecue. And uh, just to see the speed of Tyreek was unbelievable. You know, I consider myself a fast guy, but his gear is something that I've never seen before. And I literally, I turned around, I'd seen one, I turned around and uh, he was streaking for a ball and I turned around again. It was just like unbelievable how he just got up under. I had no idea he was going to get up under. Then Waddle comes back again. He does the same thing. It was just electrifying. I was like, dude, if this any indication of how the season's going to be, we're going to have a great season. And them dudes definitely delivered. Yeah, and not to mention, you know, their coach, mm-hmm. a guy that you took under your wing, man. He was yep. a young guy trying to make his way, you know, in the league as well. Wes Walker, man. Yep. Talk about, you know, the, the effect that Wes might have on these young guys. Yeah, all, man, all day, oh, man. Young, young. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I poached Wes a couple times trying to get into the coaching realm myself. And uh, he told me how it is and, you know, how much time he has to kind of put into it. But, you know, him coming back down here to South Florida and then be able to put together this receiver core and kind of put his imprints on the guys has been great to watch. Um, you know, I know he's going to give them a lot of the insight. It's just nice to have a player coach, especially for your position. Uh, I feel like those guys have just a little bit more relation. Uh, you get way more respect. You know, me as a player and, and being a coach too, on high school level and college level, I ain't had to yell. I ain't had to yell at these guys. I had, to say, I had so much respect when every time I spoke to them, they understood what I wanted them to deliver. And I think Wes has that same amount of respect, and I think that's why he was able to get the most out yeah, of his guys. Yeah, street cred. Yeah, he got street All cred. Day. He's been there, done that. You know, a lot of times you got guys that you know coach it. They might have played at some level, but yeah. never at the level we play at. Nowhere near the level. And, and I go back to myself. I had Charlie Joyner, who's a Hall of Famer. 
I had James Lofton, the Hall of Famer. And those two guys were, were the best coaches that I ever had. Yeah, they were, they were great. And so I can imagine having Wes around and, and some of the other guys has been great as well. And what's it like for you? I mean, when Wes got here, he was the young mm -hmm. guy you kind of took under your wing yep. in the position yep. room, and, and you got to see him start to blossom as a player here, and then obviously <laughs> right. when, he, when he went uh, up north, uh, things <laughs> That's changed. That's all needs to be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll leave it up north. <laughs> right. but, and now here he is mm -hmm. molding and shaping the future of your position with this team. Yeah, I have a video that uh, I had got a video from the Dolphins, and it was me making a play, and uh, – Guess who was on the sideline? It was West. <laughs> he wasn't in the game. Right. He was just on the sideline. Probably played about ten plays. You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. And then uh, he he got his opportunity and made the most of it. And actually, the year that was that he was here, he led us. The second year, I believe, he led us in catches. Yep. He had over sixty some catches. Um, you've seen the talent that he can do inside in the slot. And then he took his talents, you know, somewhere else and, and made a productive career out of it. So uh, that, that was just fun playing with him, man. He had a lot of grit. A lot of toughness, man. He was literally, for me, for a long time, the pound for pound, one of the best receivers in the game at that time. Yeah, and I think Chris also showed him uh, what life in South Florida was like as well. I know you. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you take people on your wing, you got to do it all. That's right. So, I mean, you can't you know, just do the football part of it. You know, how, how to be a Miami Dolphin on and off the field. Come on. You know, we, we had fun because that's that's back then when we did have our receivers nights. Right. So we had our receiver nights every weekend. Or not every week. I think like Thursday or Fridays where we all go out and hang out. And uh, one time we actually went over his home to hang out, which is probably the best place for all of us to be, you right, know, inside. Right. Home, don't have right. to worry about being out in the club or hanging out or, or getting in trouble or anything <laughs> like that. Exactly. And uh, we had a great time at his house, man. We, it was very inviting, playing pool, playing cards, watching the game. So that, that was good just have that type of environment back then. Way to bring it back home. Chris. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Way to bring it back home. <laughs> very so well done. this idea, and I like to give Juice a hard time because he loves to tell us who he's talking to in the alumni suite. And we're <laughs> sitting in the press box. And he's, uh -huh. he's like, oh, I'm sitting over here. And he just drops legends on us all uh -huh. day long. So, but this, this idea for a Dolphin fan, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, here are some of the greatest receivers in the history of this franchise, and they're just sitting in a room mm -hmm. watching the current receivers, you know, I, I think that's that's a pretty cool thing. So, yeah, I was talking to Duke and Clayton and, and even that more, right? You know, it's like, okay, man, I get it. I get it. But one thing that you also said is that all of you marvel at the number of targets that these guys are getting, That which is funny to me that, like, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton are still complaining about targets mm -hmm. as if those guys didn't shatter the record books here. But you, on the other hand, out of all of these guys, probably played in – I got to choose my words carefully here. Right. <laughs> right. The, the most pedestrian passing yes. game out of yeah. all. Of, I, these guys had Dan Marino, right? right? So let's right. just say that. Right. These guys had Dan Marino, and they're talking about targets. When you watch not just the talent in the receiver room, but this offense, when you watch Mike McDaniel's offense, do you kind of salivate a little bit? Like, what's that like for you yeah. as a receiver? I mean, that's tough. I mean, I see targets all over the place with the multiple <laughs> teams. But it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, that was just the era I was in, and, and me just – playing at Wisconsin, I wasn't getting a lot of targets right, anyway. Right. So it ain't like I came in like expecting <laughs> to get the ball like that. But as the career went on, um, you know, I always felt like I needed to demand the ball even more. My, my teammates, you know, JT, Zach, I remember it was just like yesterday, they used to demand the ball for me because I was so quiet, you know, and I would have one or two targets at the beginning of the game. And then second half, I'll get some more. But I never complained about my targets. I really always like took advantage of my opportunities. Um, now that I'm a lot older, you know, I, I want to complain like crazy now <laughs> because, you Especially know, yeah, guys, yeah. Right? And, and, and to still be able to accomplish what, what I've been able to accomplish, you know, over the years. And I don't know what the target is. Y'all got to go back and look at the stats and the numbers and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, to be in the top five of the Miami Dolphins with Duper, Clayton, that 
OJ, myself in the top five, and, and I mean, literally the last 20 years, and then before that, I don't know how long before me, but you know, 20 some years, no one has, has surpassed us um, since then. Now these guys, Waddle and uh, Tyreek, probably give them about three, four years. Yeah, I'll they'll, they'll, so, they'll right? be up there. So, Another season so and what a I'm half. saying right now, I'm gonna need some flowers from the Dolphins, you know, and, uh, and be able to, you know, fall, keep continuing to follow the footsteps. And OJ don't know this, but uh, I was trying to come back uh, and play for the Dolphins late in my my career. You know, I was a free agent for like the first time. And I'm like, dude, I'm like 30, 31, 32 catches away from right. passing OJ. I really wanted to pass no, OJ. No, I really he was wanted not to pass. let it happen. <laughs> so, hey, I was in the front office. Then, <laughs> right. So, so it, it, it didn't happen. But just to, to be amongst the, the top four or five, man, for this long is just in uh, every year, you just feel more gratitude and, and proud of the achievements, you know, as you go forward. For sure. Juice, we talked about this the last time you were on. Go, go and look. Anybody who has even sniffed OJ's numbers, <laughs> yep. they're gone. They're gone. Like it's mysterious. They're gone. You get traded to San Diego. Yep. Jarvis Landry gets yep. traded, right? Parker was Brian close, Hart, like it. Uh, I think another year or two, Parker may yeah. have got, got up there with us. But Those guys are like 42. I got to start over now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bruh. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's yeah. got that red phone when he picks up. He's like, hey, hey, I don't think he's going to do anything to get rid of these two guys. No, no, I think no. you're we willing to sacrifice Yeah, we point. need these guys for the next decade. I know, you know, it's so, it's so interesting you say that, you know, and, and represent that Aquan Orange and, and wanting to come back. We were talking about, me and Seth were talking about this a little bit more than a year, you know, after you dove in the tank, you came back and you signed that one-year deal. Yeah. Eight years after you finished playing your last, you signed that one-year deal. To, to retire as a an aqua and orange right. man, what went into that thought? Why did you Why did you feel that you wanted to retire as a Miami Dolphin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I always felt. Uh, I just I never asked for it. It's just one of them things that happened. I think Chris Greer, they were, we're, the organization was starting something with that. I don't know if we were the first group or the second group to do that, but we wanted to bring back the guys, make it a little bit more close to home with us. So that felt good just to be recognized that way. I think it was like several other guys that went in went in that same day. Uh, no sign, no signing bonus, or no anything money, like huh? that. No, no money, but no catches know. either. No, no catches. Yeah, that, well, uh, again, was, uh, that conversation was had. I yeah, but it, it, it felt like it, it lead me to something greater. You may be down the line, you know, in my career that I can maybe go into a, the ring of ring of fame or you know any of those things. So I, I just wanted to have that because this has been home for me for a long time, over 20 some years I've been living here, and uh, to bring myself a little bit closer to the team because you know how you go away and then you just don't you don't feel the same way. So that kind of brought me back into the fold a little bit. Now I start watching the team again, start following the team again. I just felt better about the situation once they did that. We all did. I think it's yeah. a lot of fun for, for fans to, to see that. Absolutely, man. And, you know, you hear how much it means we, to some we of the hear guys. About, we, yeah. we hear about guys like Chris all the time. You know, whenever we post, whenever we do a, a you know, a, um, a pod, we put it out there, Chris Chambers' name always comes oh, up. Man. A lot of guys' names that always continue to come up depending on who we have on. You know what I mean? And, yeah, CC, you're definitely still a huge fan favorite, man. And I'm glad you are retired as a Miami Dolphin. Oh, there's no doubt. Shoot, you know how much it's killing Travis Wingfield to pick up his laptop and have to walk out of the studio right now? Oh, man, I, I guarantee he would love to be a part of this. So here I am sitting here between two of the all-time greats to ever catch a pass for this franchise. You just, you know, you dropped the numbers on us. I have a civilian question, so excuse my ignorance here. But in prepping for this, I did watch, go back and watch some highlights. And Juice, by the way, the toolbox, the tools yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. had in the toolbox, man. I mean, you know, certain people are very good at one thing or a thing. He did it all. Right. He did it all. But what stood out to me, those toe touch catches, mm -hmm. that, that sideline, I mean, it almost looked like 
what was that Michael Jackson video where he smooth criminal where he would like lean all the way over <laughs> yeah. and it, it almost looked like that. So was that something my, my question, my my ignorant question uh -huh. here is, is that something you just could do? There was a ball. I went and got it and I'm just a natural because I'm an athlete. Yep. And I got it. Mm -hmm. Or did you say I'm going to place an emphasis on this particular skill and train and practice and get really good at it. Nope, it started young. So it started young. I grew up in, in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, you sir. know, uh, I watched a guy named Webster Slaughter. He always used to die for the ball, always. So between him and Terry Glenn, so if you watch Terry Glenn, he has that same type of ability. Those are two guys I tried to emulate my game after. So after watching the Browns game, I'll go outside in the snow, depending on like the weather, you know, I'll throw the ball up to myself. I'll, I'll try to dive in the bushes. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll do the toe tap thing, you know, so that's something that's just always wow. been with me for a long time. But, you know, watching those guys play when I was young, that's, that's kind of got me to dive. Cause I should just dive for no reason. No ball reason, right here, right. I just dive, you know. <laughs> I just wanted to make a spectacular catch some right. kind of way. Even something it that should be just, average. Just something that's be average. I probably could have <laughs> ran up under and then scored, you know, another 10, 15 yards that he's seen it all the time. And so I learned how to stand up and actually catch the ball and actually run with it. It took yeah. me a little while to do that. But yeah, man, that's something that I worked on. That's just a gift that I always had, you know, and I absolutely love it. And I used to tell the quarterbacks like, man, throw the ball out of bounds and I'll still get it. You right. know, especially when I was, was, I don't want to talk about the charges, but when I was with Rivers, he didn't know me as well. I'm like, man, throw the ball out of bounds. You know, so you would, you would actually I, tell them that. I would put it where tell, only I can get it. Put it where only I can get it. So back in the end zone stuff, me and yes. Jay were really good at that stuff. Um, you know, it's just a, a quarterback and receiver thing, but I've always had great catch radius. You know, being a basketball player, I love going up and get the ball. So, you know, all, all that stuff came in handy. Yeah, yeah, all that came seen, in handy. We've seen those on the McDuffie yeah. court. That yeah. was, no oh, I missed the McDuffie court. Don't <laughs> mind me. Juice, I got one three-on-three -three game for I don't know if I can run a full court. <laughs> I got a half court. You got a half court? I got pig. I got pig with you. I got pig. I was going to say, 21 at best. So, hold on. So, this idea of having the quarterback throw it out of bounds, I wonder if so you make this spectacular catch, and is somebody in the film room going, well, you know, hey, Jay, if you had put it on the numbers, it wouldn't have to be so hard for him. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, right. is that, are they saying, well, He's this is where he wanted the quarterback ball. room. That's what I'm like, saying. He told me to. He told me to. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just uh, just one of them things that I always had, man, in my toolbox, man. It's just one of my, probably my greatest attributes, I would say. Uh, they call it the toe drag swag now, I guess. Toe so, drag swag. Yeah, toe drag swag. So I've always had that in my bag, man, and I, I love making those catches. Yeah. I think buddy. the name of this episode is going to be the toe drag swag. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate right. that. You always find something. It produces. You should take a little time. You found it right away. That's it. Well, I mean, when it, when it just jumps I'm out. I'm not going to tell you where I got that from, so we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I need to know afterwards right. so I come up with a different title. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Chris Chambers has a lot more to say about his time here in Miami. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my day. <laughs>
You know what, man? Speaking of like, <laughs> speaking of mastering skills, you know, we dug up some old footage of you, fantasy football. Remember okay. the, you know what footage yes. we're talking about? Yes. You know, and this in this footage. Got you catching a one-handed pass with your right hand, one-handed pass with your left hand, oh, one and then catching uh, the ball <laughs> in the middle. But your back is turned to this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? How the hell did they put that together? Oh man, I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still up under, uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying non-disclosure. I'm still up under, but uh, it was, uh, you know, it took a, it took a lot though. It took probably about ten to twelve takes because I had to. That's a lot. From the beginning. Ten to twelve takes. Yeah, ten to twelve, yeah, twelve takes for the most part. I had to do it from the beginning of the truck, rattling through the truck to the end of it. It had to go straight through. There was no stoppage in the whole deal. Uh, I can't get away the secrets. You know, every time somebody asks me that, it's like, dude, just, just Google me, man. You're going to see a couple of those type catches, you know, if you go out there and look. So I, I never gave away the secret of that. I thought it was a, it was a, I didn't know it was going to come out that good. Oh, it was uh, so good. And so it's dope. probably one of the best. And every, I mean, almost every year, every couple of years, it comes back. And with the younger generation, now that we in social media with Twitter and Instagram, and they and they have a phenomenal time just looking at that thing. And, you know, I, and if you go on YouTube, I mean, it's over like 2 million, 3 million hits yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just by itself. Well, I got 100,000 of them. So. Yeah, yeah. Did you try to perfect Yeah, and did the kids try it? And then I see somebody who came kind of close uh, at one point, but uh, no one ever gets it all the way. Yeah, I, well, it. I can't imagine they right. do. Uh-huh. My favorite part, well, my favorite part is is what it is. Mm. But when he's in the truck and those kids, hey, and he's like, all right, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he's been doing this all day. Yeah, right? yeah, I love it. I love it. It was awesome. So the non-disclosure is still uh, yeah, it's still up. It's still, still up, active. Yeah. Wow. I thought we were gonna get something. <laughs> I thought we were past Can't it. Give it to you. I, I can't thought here in the you. fish tank. We, all right, all right, we'll just ride with it. So, well, as impossible as that commercial seemed, what was nearly as impossible happened on December fourth, two thousand five right here home game against the Buffalo Bills and I'm sure you remember it well Mm -hmm. how about this stat line juice 15 catches a then team record 238 yards receiving and oh by the way a game-winning touchdown with six six seconds left to play which was I think the greatest comeback in team history at that point we started talking about that game a lot last year after the the Dolphins did what they did at Baltimore to a six touchdown passes, four in the fourth quarter, and it brought back that game, memories of that game. Uh, we had Sage, your quarterback, for nice. part of that. Some of nice. those, some of those, because uh-huh. I think someone else started that game. Yeah, they got benched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sage came in. That, like how you said that. You someone did. Else I'm, no, I'm glad you said someone I'm trying else to behave this know, episode. I'm trying not to get voice messages like in this, uh, after this thing is done. But um, so Sage came in. And you guys did what, what really was the impossible. But here in the fish tank, he, he really walked us through that last yeah. drive, which was really cool. But he said that final play, he's walking up to the, to the line, and he says to himself, fade to Chambers is the best play we've got, yep. which I love. Yeah. I mean, what oh, a yeah. great that, – that's, yep. that's a great line. Tell us what you remember from that game and from that play. I want to know – you know, if he's thinking fade, I know in your mind, you know, throwing yeah. to you is the best yeah. play they got, mm-hmm. right? You always got to believe that at your position. But like, was there something unspoken? Did he give you a little look? So, so walk us yeah. through that, man. Uh, it was a magical day. Yeah, that was, I mean, that day was just, you know, it just started off the way it went. And then 
Sage came in, and I was just getting so many targets, so many opportunities oh, to make. To, targets, yeah, I was huh? getting. To, that's what happened when you give me targets. I give you three hundred yards, damn near. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it was, uh, it, it was great, man. And uh, I was coming to the side, I was making plays. It's like, dude, I, a couple of players. I don't know if it was Randy or some of the guys. It's like, I don't even want you to know what you got, bro. You were like 170. You know, they, everybody was like really hyped about the situation. We oh, they were keeping to, your yards. They were keeping it. They was like, dude, I ain't gonna tell you what you got right now. I know so we were keeping it. Just, it just kind of kept going. And I had a had a big bomb down the middle that I kind of slipped on that I probably could have scored on. Now that I look at I look at it again, I'm like, God, I picked my feet up. I'm, I'm scoring that. I throw I throw the ball like down the field. It's like a minute left, but I'm like, yeah. I'm so hyped. Right. You know, usually you got to get the ball, hand it back to the quarterback, get to the line. I was just so hyped, but I just felt so unstoppable at that point. Yeah. And then uh, we get down there, we make our last play, and uh, it's just one of them quarterback receiver. I you ain't really got to say. I know Marino probably had it a lot with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just an eye contact thing. And then I just tried to get myself in like almost a basketball rebounding position. And I went up for the ball and I'll jump the guy and just came back with it, you know, and it was just um, Randy McMichael, my boy, he was right there. And, you know, he kind of grabbed me like by the, like the face mask and just like, <laughs> did like this. And he was like, make them stand up. You know, that started like point to my back, like, you know, my name. So it was, uh, it was awesome, man. That's my first First game winner, first last game winner. You just don't get those moments, you know, yeah. very often. And that's something I'm going to live with, you know, the rest of my life. And these guys are going to continue to have to chase this this uh, catch record, record. I think, that's still up. Receiving yard record. Yeah, so. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's just like, just like you're talking about, you know, your front yard, backyard. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You dream of stuff like that. Yes, you're doing the dreamer. toe drags. You know, you also dream of game winners, man, like yes. basketballs. You uh, met, you know, three, two, one. That's, mm-hmm. Those are the, three, what you two, dream one. of as yeah. a wide receiver. So I thought the reason after that bomb you threw the ball down the field was you were trying to run some clock. You didn't want to give that no, ball back. No, <laughs> not at that point. Not at that point. I did that a lot. I look back. I'm like, why did I do that? I used to, like, like throw the ball down the field. Like, yeah. at the back of the day, That's they really just say It's a penalty now, but they, thing. yeah, I, I heave that thing somewhere. But uh, that was the frustration, though, sometimes when you get an opportunity. It's like, man, about time I got an opportunity. Is that what that uh, is? Is that you're trying yes, to tell, it's like, are you speaking to your sideline maybe more than you're yes. speaking to anybody? Like, yes. like, see, this is what happens? Yes, absolutely. And sometimes when, when coaches get on, I had a coach that used to get up under my skin, and uh, and, and I think I missed a ball in the game. And uh, he yeah, damn near cussed me out, you know. And then I came back with like a one-hand catch, and I looked at the coach, and I threw the ball at him. So, you know, and then it got me hyped, and I had a great game afterwards. Right, right, so I don't right. know, you Should know, maybe, maybe I need that. Game. Right, maybe I need some of that. But I was always a guy who can take the, the, the cursing out coaching or just the constructive, regular talking coaching. It really never bothered me. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's upgrading. I mean, when I was in high school, I used to we had a coach that used to lay it to us. Cleveland Glenville uh, Hubbard was the coach. He used to lay it in us. I can't even say half the things that, that he used to say to us. And, not on uh, TV. But yeah, so you, you get some of that. But as a coach, I don't go I don't go that deep into like, you know, really embarrassing somebody or talking about them, you know. On, on that note though, CC, it's like it's a new day and age with these kids now yep. too, man. You know, we we're we were thick skinned, man. Yes, there you, you know, go. we we were I mean we heard it all. Like, I never had a coach cursing me until I got to the pros. You know, my high school coach didn't curse. They yelled. College coaches didn't curse, but they yelled. But when you got cursed, when you cursing, I mean, that's some grown man yeah, stuff. Who was yeah. your offensive yeah. coordinator when you got here? Gary Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him and Say that no was, more. I'm going to tell you what. That was, I mean, you, yeah. CC. I was in a meeting with him, and he, him and Danny got into it. Marino got oh. into it. And I was like. What what the where the hell am I at here? <laughs> they were going at I couldn't believe it. It's a rookie year. Yeah, uh-huh. they was mfing each other and uh-huh. shut the what up. I, man, it was unbelievable. Yeah, 
Oh, I was like, man, this is this is big time right yes, here. Yes, man. So, don't yeah. call me no B word. That's no, the only no B. That's fighting. That's fighting. And, and I hear it. I hear man. some of the guys. I'm like, dude, don't don't call me that. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> we'll be back in the fist tank with two of Cleveland's finest. Just I, I lived in Cleveland for a year. Chris Chambers and me only. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> See, see, let's go back a couple years before uh, that big game, you know, and we played a huge Sunday night game in Denver. And uh, we talked about this game a little bit last time when you're here. Unfortunately, you suffered that concussion in that game on a dirty-ass hit. I mean, yep. that hit right now, dude, probably be suspended a few games, you know, as well as a lot of money out of his pocket, you know. But the team pulled out another incredible comeback victory. You know, we're 5-1 and one at that point. But, you know, we actually had Coach Weinstead on the show and uh, – he was talking about that was probably the best chance or that was probably one of the better teams that, you know, and it was the best window for, the, for us to do something big. But unfortunately, injuries in that game, including what happened to you, OG, and definitely what happened to, to Jay in that game, kind of sent that season into a tailspin. What do you remember about that team and what do you think that we could have happened? What, what could have happened if we didn't have so many major injuries at that, at that what year game? was that? In the Mile High Stadium. Was that oh two oh two? Oh two. That was oh two. Two oh one we coming off a playoff. Right. You know, making it to the playoffs. And um the, I just I remember the defense, man. Yeah. <laughs> the defense, you know, having, you know, Sam Pat, JT, yeah. Yeah, Zach. I mean, the defense always held us down. You know, we always played close to the vest because that was kind of Juan said style. It's kind of winning the fourth quarter. And uh, that's just what, 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 what I can't stand. I know. Right? <laughs> I can't stand it because when he let like the court, like when when uh, North was the coordinator, when he just let North loose, I mean, we were loose as an offense, and we 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 did stuff from the beginning. We didn't have to wait to the end of the game to try to win because at the end it's like it's fifty fifty from there. Like the ball can go either way, but if you come out with it, you know it's a little bit different, especially with a great defense like that, a opportunistic defense that used to get a lot of turnovers and stuff like that. So I just really remember the defense being extremely strong and uh, us having some really good players, like you know, with with the mindset of just um, doing whatever we can to win. No one was selfish. So there was no real selfish players back then. You know, we That's all worked hard. Teams. Yeah, we all we all worked hard. We we loved each other. We played hard, and uh, no doubt that those teams, you know, I think for like three or four or five years, should have went further than it did. Yep. Yeah. Always came down to the end. You know, last <laughs> one or two games, or we had to wait and see if somebody's gonna lose a game right, to get the playoffs. Right. It's just like Not you know, it's like, own yeah, yeah. yeah the last thing you want is to have like three or four games and be out the playoffs. You know, now you're thinking about what you're doing in the offseason at that point. <laughs> I, I remember, we've probably talked about it. I remember Mark Dixon was sitting there one time and he said, 
He goes, God, we get in the team meeting room every week, and then it would, you know, coach would get up there, coach wants that, and, and he would start, right? Well, we know it's going to be a tough battle. It's going to come down <laughs> to the fourth quarter, and Jake, yep. and he's like, damn it, coach, can't you just come out here one time and say, we're going to kick their ass yes. from, the, from the opening right. whistle? Right. And uh, yeah, put so it on them. We, we didn't get that. Well, <laughs> great memories, and, and you're still making big moves. Uh, it, you know, we know you've done the training, we know uh, you do a lot of the combine prep and those things. Your businessman, but a couple of years ago you stepped into coaching in a yep. big way, and you took on the head coaching job mm-hmm. at a at a new program at the University of Fort Lauderdale. Yep. Tell us why that program. You know why did you take that job? What did you love about the job? What did you learn about the job? And and what went wrong? Yeah. All right. So I wasn't expecting it. For one thing, I was starting to started getting some of my coaching back. You know, I really enjoy coaching. I have passion for coaching. So I started in high school, university school, Nova University School. Uh, a couple of my buddies, uh, as you know, Toro was there, Shannon Crowder was there. So we had like three or four like former players. So it was a really good camaraderie. Uh, we had good teams. And then uh, I had got a call in on once, you know, last couple of years, I think it was around COVID. COVID was just now getting over. And there was a buddy of mine who just, um, who was meeting with the VP at the time. And they were actually like, dude, you know, any coach in the area, you know, any celebrity, you know, can we bring in? And he threw my name in a hat. So then the guy calls me, you know, we met, thought about a week, and I literally got the job in like two days, oh, wow. you know, and uh, I didn't really know what I was stepping into. Remember, I'm coming from being a high school, a high school wide guy. receiver coach right. to a college head coach, you know. <laughs> you know, I, Do I have manage, manager skills and stuff like that through a year? Yes, I do, but that was just a totally different ball game. And what, like, enamored me about the, the situation was that University of Fort Lauderdale, I've never heard of this school, y'all. I don't know if you heard of it before. I didn't until I mean, you got that job. No one never heard, and the school been around for 20 years. Oh wow! And I'm like, dude, University of Fort Lauderdale, man, I can, I can put a statue up. You know what I'm <laughs> I was thinking real heavy, like yeah. Yo, this opportunity right here, I can take this. We play UM in about five years. That's, oh, that's wow. how hype I was about the situation. Yeah. But I didn't really know what I was getting into um, at that time because the school was a, was a startup school. Um, I know y'all seen the stuff with Bethune Cookman and, and Ed Reed and all that stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. It, w- it was beat down. We were in a, a plaza area in uh, Lotter Hill. Um, what I did love about it is that, you know, it was a church school too. So it had like a Christian background, which was, which was awesome for the students. And I just saw a great opportunity to, to be able to like supplant myself, continue to help the community, build something great. I mean, you're building a college team, which pretty much builds your, your college, you know, and your other sports programs. And I, I took it head on, you know, I had no coaches. I had no players. The school had probably like one or two graduates. This is May. And then I have a- So it was a, you a, and an idea. It was, yeah, because it was an amateur team before. It was just an amateur team and they didn't play no big time college football. This is not D1, D2, D3. You know, this was just an amateur team going into it. And I get the, I get the schedule and it's like FCS school, D2 school, D2 school, D2 school. <laughs> and I have no players. I have no players. So I'm like in May, in May, you right. know, season's only two more months. You know, so I couldn't forfeit because these are in college. They have guaranteed games. So if you forfeit, you have to actually pay to forfeit, you know, oh. but sometimes if you go to you play the team, they give you some money. Right. So I think the school was trying to inherit money for playing like bigger schools, right? But with no team. So <laughs> yeah, at some point someone's going to catch on. Somebody's going to catch on to that. Did you it have was... eligibility left, CC? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. It's like when he's back in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. himself. Hey, I'm trying to tell you right now. I, I was like, okay, I got, I got to put together a team here, you know, and uh, and I had to order the uniforms. I had to do like a whole bunch of other like uh, operational stuff. I had to be the director of football. I had to be the, the equipment manager. Yeah. The AD at the time who hired me got fired a week 
after. Oh, and he was the AD and VP, so I had no one to report to really, but the chancellor who was the bishop of the church that the church was making money. So it was just like, I was just almost on my own for the most part, had a little support and um, it was tough. So I, I did some camps because I've always done camps, you know, in areas. So I did some camps over the summer. I scrummed up about 30, 35 guys for the most part. You know, this is college, you know, yeah. you need like 60, 70, 80. Right. And so uh, we get to the season and uh, I'm still trying to get guys. At this point, I don't really have like three or four linemen, straight up, three or four linemen. You know, so how do you even what play kind of with that? What offense are you running? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We had everywhere a spread. Really, really quick. Really, really quick. And uh, I had a bunch of skill guys. Skill guys, you can live, wait, get them anywhere. But for the most part, I mean, I was like looking for people. I see a guy at the gas station. I'm like, man, this dude kind of big. You, <laughs> you know, got the eligibility. Right? eligibility. Come, come on the team. I tried to get guys out of town. I, should, I was paying for guys to come in town to go to the hotel. I was doing whatever I can just to keep to get the program to a to a point to play games. Oh, and so we didn't have enough players when we got to. August, uh, we had to play our first game. Luckily, and this is not a lucky thing, but one of our players had COVID. And so since since he had COVID, we had to shut it down. So I got about two weeks off of COVID. So I was he's able, okay. He, he was okay. He was okay. fine, right. you know, it, but it, it bought us some time yeah. to kind of get some more players. So you weren't, uh, it wasn't a forfeit that was costing the school There you money. go. There got you it. go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we played it that way. And who then, did uh, that test? Right. <laughs> we, I want to know who tested that kid. <laughs> right. Right. They was pissed. They yeah. was Director pissed. of team medicine, Chris hey, Chambers. Because, you know, the first game, the first game of the year, they got the student section. They got like, they were so pissed that we forfeited that game. Oh, and uh, well, not forfeit, but the COVID yeah, situation. Right, right. So then, uh, then we got to a point where we played the game where we had like 35 40 guys who we went and played our first like one or two games and then we we're going up against a school called West Florida West Florida is like one of the best schools in D2 like Lily D2 championship I forfeited that joint I forfeited real quick I had to I was like there's no way in the world I'm gonna take this team up to West Florida and get demolished like this so it was tough. Like I think we, I saw this movie. It was called The Bad News Bears. <laughs> we were bad. We were bad. You know, yeah, I needed some time. I didn't get no time. Use yeah. like there's schools similar, like St. Thomas University. There's FAMU. There's some other schools. Uh, Kaiser, where I was at for a second. Um, they gave their coaches a, a redshirt year to go out and get their players and build a program. Right. I had no redshirt year, so it, it was tough just doing that. But I, but I did. I did make it through the season. Um, you know, during the season, one of the games I remember, we played a Texas school. And you know they, had, I mean, 100, 130 kids out there. I'm like, dude, can I get you a third line? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> and it was you just talk like, to those kids. Yeah, you guys ain't like, yeah. playing, man. What you? Yeah, yeah, I bet you some man. of those kids were probably like, I bet I can I, start I, over I, there. One thousand percent, they were saying that. And uh, I ran the clock, man. You know, I had a lot of pride. And it got into the, the second half, and we were getting beat down. Players were falling off left and right because only had 35 players. So one or two players, that's like four or five players. And uh, I was like, ref, can you just run the clock the second half? I had a lot of pride. You know how hard it is to run the clock? This ain't high school. High school game. We're in college. Yeah. And I was like, run the clock in the second half. And um, so we did that. But we almost won a couple games when we got to the end. And then uh, once we were kind of finished with the season, I thought I did a, a miraculous job. I'm like, dude, I didn't, I didn't put Coach together the a program. Coach the, I didn't win no <laughs> games, but you know, I was close to winning one or two. And, and with 35, 40 guys and no time and no coaches, uh, I thought I did a great job, you know, and then at the end of the game, they said, well, you know, we don't have the resources. Uh, we're just going to part ways. And I'm like, you can, you got to wow. be kidding me. So they parted ways and I had about four to 450 to 500 recruits because I was recruiting too. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get myself ready for next year. Right. I had about 500 recruits just ready to come. Our last game, we had 50 kids come to the game. 
Uh, we played at a cricket stadium in Lauder Hill, so I had to go find us a stadium. Yeah. So that's where we played. So I don't know if y'all know the cricket looking. So yeah, so I was like, I mean, I, I don't know we, well, we turned into a football, football field. Yeah. We turned into a football field. I had a practice field that was upgraded, and it was across the street from the school. So I was just putting. We didn't have a weight room. We had no weight room. So I had to, you know, uh, borrow one of my buddy's weight room in in, uh, in Deerfield Beach. So I had to send the kids all the way to Deerfield Beach to get weights, then come back to, to it was it was hard, yeah. you know. But I thought I did a great job. I'm still trying to figure out what happened at the end. Uh, I didn't get the answers that I want, um, but I didn't cry about it. I just said, you know, pick myself up and I'm like, all right. That's kind of how that went, you know. And I bounced back with Kaiser last year. Um, Coach Doug Socha. Um, brought me in as a receiver coach. We made it all the way to the championship. We played 14 games. We lost in the, the national championship. So that was a good, good opportunity. So now I'm just idle. You know, I'm just really working on my, my, my game face training stuff, um, my NFL and NBA pre-draft stuff, doing some recruiting, running around with Under Armour. So I'm just a little bit more flexible now. And I, I don't know what the fall holds, I, I, but uh, I'm just open right now and just going to see where it takes me. Unbelievable story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More to it, man. Oh, yeah, there is. That's a yeah. whole other podcast. Yeah. That's, that's the culture. Stuff. That's culture yeah. for you. That's yeah, how. That's yeah. how it be. Yeah. yeah. You think you just gonna uh, <laughs> people bring you in for your name or something like that? You either got to work up. I mean, ask JT. Ask some of these people. They had to really work their way up the the yeah. coaching staff to be able to get to where they at now. And now Pat and JT and you know Sam and all of them are are moving up. But they started in high school. They had to. I bet you appreciate the uh, flexibility now, though. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just want to go to some games I now. Know, I want to, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to recruit. Life. Yep, yep. Okay, Chris, it's time now for the fish tank two-minute drill. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to fire some quick questions at you. Don't be throwing the ball down the field. Right, right. No huddle offense. Okay, right? okay. <laughs> Big Seth, your QB1. I'm in the slot, and you're on the outside. Okay. Absolutely. All right? All right. He looks a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know where this is going. He's got this. Multiple right. choice. So I'm like, I'm probably... <laughs> right. roll with okay, it. roll Just with roll it. Go. With no huddle offense. Right. From one Cleveland transplant to another, who makes a better sandwich, Miami subs or Mr. Hero? Mr. Hero. <laughs> what, what's your go-to sub? I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> but. The Mr. Mr. Hero, Hero sub. That was good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. He went, oh my God. People don't know about that. Yeah. Now they know. Google me, right? Google. Is that what Channing used to say? All right. In the 1986 film Stand By Me, which uh-huh. is about four boys who go on this epic hike to find the dead body of a missing boy, <laughs> River Phoenix, uh, may he rest in peace, plays a tough but loyal kid from the wrong side of the tracks, and his name was. Chris Chambers. Chris Chambers. So if this Chris Chambers was going on an epic hike with three of your former Dolphins teammates, who would join you? Whoa, Randy McMichael, because that's my boy. Yeah. Woo, that's tough. Uh, I got to bring, I bring JT with me. Okay. Bring, you case. know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, you know, we, we need that. Let's bring Channing. Let's bring Channing. Channing. Uh, I like let's that. Let's bring Channing. Nice. So yeah. Channing's probably the one. What was the kid, Vern, who was running across the tracks and dropped his phone in the water? That's probably uh-huh. that's probably. Yeah, I think that's a good crew. I think we'll, we'll have a lot of fun along the way. I, I, would, I would watch that film. All right. Yeah. There you go, CC. Uh, you got less than a minute left here. To this day, you were tied for third all-time at the Combine with a vertical leap of 45 inches. 45 inches. It seemed dunk. It's ridiculous. We've seen it a bunch oh, of yeah. times. Do you know what former Dolphin is ahead of you in the second place? Cameron Wake. We did know. We did know. Mm-hmm. 45 and a half. It's mm-hmm. like those guys who were drafted and they know how many receivers yeah, were drafted I'm before. Know. I'm going to know that, yeah. yeah. Especially when you get up to the old yeah, range right there. You're going to keep your eye on that. Oh, I love it. That's a good one. All right, okay. All right, last question. The last time you were on this show, 
Juice admitted that you were his favorite player. And he even said that he had four of your jerseys, all the different colors, uh-huh. right? Four of your jerseys. <laughs> Who is your favorite Miami Dolphin? Wow. No pressure. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? We got current or I'm like all, all-time favorite Dealer's Miami choice. Dolphin? All-time favorite Miami Dolphin. <sighs> Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. So I absolutely love sure. Ricky Williams. I love the way he approached the game. I just love him for himself being himself. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a very smart, intelligent person. Yes, and now to see all this stuff come fruition of what he's been trying to do, uh, you see it, it yourself. But yeah, that, that's my guy right there. Yeah. Okay. How many of his jerseys do you have? I have one. Okay. I have one. See, I have OJ. It shows you the kind of respect. OJ. OJ's up there. OJ was a close second. Let's, okay. let's put that okay. out there. All right. All right. No, <laughs> no, I don't take second, man. Second first <laughs> loser. I told I you the story when we wanted to. Yeah, I don't want to be first loser, dog. You know, That's a good with, choice. You know, with that being said, CC, I do have, mm-hmm. I do have uh, a jersey for you. Okay. But only way uh, the only way I'm gonna give you one of your jerseys uh, is if you sign one for me. That's Look done. At that. All All right. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. Because I can't find none of my jerseys. I, I got, like six. Hard to get I got those. like six jerseys. It's hard now, to get those. Back in the day. It was big Look back at in that. the day. They pulled out the orange too. Look at that. That is sweet. This is high demand, Juice. Yeah, but this is high demand. This is probably Big Papa Pump, right? Yeah, yeah right. We got you, Pump. What size is that? Oh boy, fifty. Fifty's not too bad. All right. That's so awesome. before we get out, I'm going to have you sign one for yes. me, all right? Oh, man. Well, That's awesome, this man. was Appreciate good. It. Hey, I know we had to work to get you in here. Cause mm-hmm. Every time. So it's funny. You get these guys who are involved in football uh, and they keep kicking the can down the road. Juice. So, well, I got combine coming. Up. Well, I got draft coming yeah. up. But Musaka Play gave us the same story. I'm like, yep. Chris, can we get you in here? I mean, yep. it's been three years. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for making it. You're very man. welcome. It, it was Appreciate great to it, have man. you. In. Congratulations, fellas, man. This is awesome, man. Thanks for diving in again, Chris. Yes, sir. Not too deep this time. Nah. We're going to get your call. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living. OJ, Juice, man, This is strictly for them true fans, golf fans. Number one, One. of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank. Okay, this one for them diehards. Celebrate big or cry hard. Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard. Old school, a new school, mix it in. Feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players, no secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie. Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphins fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Fish tank. Go get your aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank. Don't ever add a tool, you better dive up in that fish tank.